Yeah. What up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka who keep putting these damn raisins in my pocket, aka, <laughs> aka the Komaki Tiger Dropper, aka. Who keep putting these damn fruit roll-ups all in my back. AKA the nigga Lib Master. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites. Episode 159. I'm back. Like I never left. Man. It has been, uh, it's been a while. <laughs> it is, it has been a minute. It's been, it's been more than a minute. Um, man, let's, we got so much catching up to do. We got, we got a lot of catching up to do. Um, first off, uh, at least want to address, uh, I'm officially retiring the nickname slash alias, the social distancing champion, because yes, in fact, the one and only also got COVID. Uh, don't really know how I got it, but I got it either way. Um, so clearly I cannot, I, the, the long running streak of being the social distancing champion has come to an end. You, you can't just, you can't be a social distance champion. If you got infected with COVID, it just doesn't work. So I am officially retiring the moniker of the social distance gym. Cause I, I'm not, I can't, I clearly got infected. <laughs> that's the, that's, that's the annoying part though. It's like, I barely interact with people, let alone, uh, want to be in public spaces, but yet I still somehow got it. So. <sighs> yeah. So with that being said, that did throw a huge wrench in that everything I had planned, including uh, making a return to this show slash podcast. And uh, yeah, it ruined everything. Put a put a huge three week just just wrench just destroyed, demolished any, any, any type of plan I had. Uh, so I had to quarantine myself, um, go through it, which I mean, shocking, I know, but, uh, COVID is not fun. It is not fun at all. You don't even, you don't want it. The fact that I was vaccinated and got it and experienced what I experienced is like, man, if I, if I had it, unvaccinated man. I don't know would have been in a whole world of hurt, but Hey, I managed to get through it. I don't really, um, luckily no noticeable side effects or uh, lasting effects like, uh, potentially some have gotten. So, um, I'm thankful for that. Very thankful for that. But yeah, just in case you, you, you didn't know, uh, yeah, you, you don't want to get COVID. It is, it is not a good time. 
chills, headache, sore throat, uh, drowsiness, fatigue. Not a good time at all. Really isn't. So of course, yeah, with that, um, moved in as you can see, um, still got some, uh, some dust to, to, <laughs> to settle as you may have possibly seen. Uh, hopefully, um, everything will be cleaner, uh, come next episode, but, uh, Hey, at least I got enough to get us running, get us back in the game. Put me back, put me back in the game coach. Cause I'm ready. Cause I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, what else? I think that's pretty much it. Uh, of course we got a lot of catching up to do. Um, during this whole interim period, I, I was, uh, keeping track of some of the, at least more notable stories that came out while I was gone, while I was dormant. So, uh, we gonna, we gonna hit the ground running, catch up with a lot of these news topics may be slightly quicker than before. Uh, considering the volume of stuff we need to talk about, but actually we might be able to get everything done in a reasonable time. So, Hey, I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. Damn. Um, yeah. Anything else that's notable worth mentioning? Nope. Other than, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I guess, uh, setting up this man, you don't know how much stuff you have, man, till you move. I've, I've, I know I've said that before, but goodness, I forgot how long it took to set up my room. It was like roughly maybe a few months and man, it is feels just as arduous and tedious and painful, but it, but worth it. In my opinion, this is my sanctuary, my domain my, my, my place of solace. So, Hey, if, if you, if you, if you don't know where home is, then <laughs> where are you going to go? I don't, <laughs> I don't know that, that I try to be inspirational. Um, I uh, also have to try to fix this mic that, uh, just is attracted to just falling on me. So that's yet another thing to fix. Is this in all the way? Oh my God. So much stuff to adjust, but Hey, we, we got enough to keep it going nonetheless. So man, that was a lot. It felt like a lot, uh, without further ado, let's stop the dilly dally and, and get right into it. First topic of discussion. Uh, Tony Hawk three and four, um, was planned, but unfortunately scrapped. Uh, so this was basically a news article or no, actually this was a Twitch stream with, uh, I think, uh, an avid, uh, Tony Hawk streamer, um, that, you know, streams of Tony Hawk's games, um, actually managed to get Tony Hawk, um, in a PlayStation with him. And during that, uh, that event, he asked, uh, Tony Hawk about, um, 
the state of like uh, three and four, and if if that was even in the works, considering you know the success, at least what I consider the success of uh, one and two um, being remade, and apparently it was scrapped uh, after Activision merged with uh, I believe Vicarious Visions. Um, so apparently it was in a, a deep process, uh, planning phases, and about to be put in action until Activision um, merged uh, with with the company. So now pretty much, uh, at least as far as we know, scrapped, at least from what Tony, Tony Hawk himself said. So kind of, uh, kind of sad, kind of sad to be honest, um, as a, as a fan of, of course, my favorite, uh, Tony Hawk's under, underground. Um, I was looking very much forward to, uh, at least enjoying this. And then, you know, I would assume they would make a remake thug next. That would seem to be the logical next step, but alas, that's all we got. Apparently hate to see it, but who knows? Maybe down the road, uh, now that Xbox bought Activision, maybe they'll flip it back around may, may get a revived. Who knows? We'll see, but we'll see. Tony Hawk is great though. Tony Hawk is great. Tony Hawk is fantastic. Uh, moving on. If I could find where I'm typing. Uh, PlayStation five controller, uh, pro controller in the works, uh, according to Tom Henderson, um, Sony is working on an official new PlayStation five pro, <laughs> let me pro <laughs> controller. Um, and it apparently has some awesome features. Uh, so, um, this is pretty much in the likes of the Xbox elite controller, which is basically a premium, um, a premium controller for, you know, video game enthusiasts that, uh, like to have access to the extra features. Uh, I believe they mentioned a few potential, uh, additions, uh, pictures of the controller, keep the classic PlayStation five style, but show a few key differences. One of the biggest changes is buttons under the analog sticks, which allow you to completely remove the analog sticks, which Sony refers to as removable stick units. Another feature includes the trigger stops at the back of the controller. In addition to flappy paddles slash buttons that have become increasingly popular over the years with players turning to companies such as scuff gaming and Nacon for such controllers. The prototype also features grips to help hold the controller which also seem to be removable. Pretty dope. Yeah, that, that, that X factor definitely seems to be removable stick units, which my, my guess slash assumption is probably like you can remove the stick units and maybe potentially put like, I would guess like a deep mini D pad in there. And that'll probably be really dope for like fighting games, getting them, getting them diagonal, getting them dragon punches off way easier. Even though I think, uh, at least for a fighting game, the, the D pad does hold its own too, but I think it, I would be even, even more accessible and approachable 
if they uh, manage to do that. Cause I, don't, I can't see any reason why you would remove the stick units other than, well, I guess of course, replacing it with different size stick units, similar to the Xbox elite controllers. But um, yeah, so they, it could, it could be just that, or um, if, if PlayStation was smart, they probably would, I would say, yeah, try to implement like a D pad action to um, make, uh, make, make the controller even more accessible, like to fighting game players, even retro, retro players as well. Um, that would be pretty dope. I could see, I could see Sony doing that. I guess we'll see. And of course, trigger stops, which also the elite controller has, um, that would be cool. I think it, as long as it feels good and is premium all around, I'm, I'm sold. I am sold. Consider me in. Consider me all. Let me put, put all my chips in. Um, I'm curious about the grips, how that works. I guess maybe just like just a detachable sliding grips that you can put on the controller. I would assume as well, which yeah, they said it also seems to be removable. So that would be pretty dope, but yeah, most importantly having them paddles. Yes. Please give me the paddles. Love me. Love me some paddles after once you go, <laughs> once you go to the paddles, you can't go without really you can. It's just it, you feel naked. You feel naked without them. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely been wanting a pro pro controller for so on Sony side. Hopefully doesn't have the, the manufacturing issues that the, at least the lead version two had. So knowing Sony, I think they'll, they'll be able to deliver, but I guess only time will tell only time will tell. Um, moving on. Um, Hidetaka Miyazaki, of course, the God that has made the iconic series, dark souls, demon souls, bloodborne, uh, Sekiro, And then of most recent, uh, Elden ring, um, apparently is working on multiple projects. Yeah. Multiple new projects. So we can only, we can only speculate at this point, but, uh, this is a, an interview via four gamer, um, at the time of secure interview 2018, um, you mentioned that you had 3.5 lines running within the company at the time, two of which had not been yet, uh, not yet been announced. One of the unannounced lines was Elden Ring. I think this is being translated from, um, from uh, Japanese. So some of it is sound sounds a bit broken, but I think you can parse what, uh, what details are from it. One of the unannounced titles was Elden Ring is the other line or game still under development. Yes, we are in the final stages of development. Uh, since a lot of time has passed, I would like to ask you again about from software's current development system. Uh, so for interviews, we have to create a title on title of the, a title of the scale of Elden Ring, largely because of the development of human resources within the company. But from now on, I think we'll be entrusted more projects to them. 
In fact, we are working on several titles directed by people other than myself. And the timing is right for us to increase our development staff. I think we'll be able to show you a different color or direction from, from for from software. So please look forward to seeing what we have in store for you. Um, man. So at least to, to speculate, since that's all we can can do. I wonder. It's a lot of possibilities, actually. Um, part of me is very curious if they may return to uh, Kingsfield, which is like, I think their first ever title as L, uh, from software that they made. Oh, that'd be kind of cool as like a, you know, kind of way to reflect back and maybe reinvent the game for modern audiences, even though technically in essence, that's really been the souls games to an extent. So that's, that's kind of hard to, that's kind of hard to say, but you can still do it. You can still do it. Um, armor core, which I believe is, um, uh, a series that's been associated with their company as well. Um, Elden ring two, I think is probably a given. Yeah. I think they've, they've passed on, um, from, from, uh, souls games and want to reinvent themselves. And um, I think Elden Ring has been the next logical step for that. So I think they'll probably, you know, dig in with that further and at least have that going. But I, I would really like personally, um, which I hope they may, they potentially might be doing is a, probably a futuristic, a souls like game in a futuristic setting, which I think would be cool. You get like, lightsabers and neon blades and, um, beam guns. And, and, uh, that'd be pretty dope. We'll love that. I think that's a possibility. Um, I think there's still hope for bloodborne to some extent, at least maybe being remade or maybe potentially they might actually continue it. I mean, it's hard to deny the, the fervor for, for that title specifically considering, especially the, the rare, the rare setting it's put in, at least in video games, you don't really see the Victorian setting used that much in video games necessarily compared to especially like all other, uh, genres. So, um, that, that would be pretty dope. So I think though, those are definitely pretty big possibilities, but only time will tell only time will tell. Only me, only Miyazaki knows, but I trust him. I trust wherever he goes, I go. <laughs> if he jumping off a bridge, I'm jumping right behind him. So I'm not. That's that would be dumb. That would be dumb. Why would I do that? I'm not that blind. Um, uh, moving on. Uh, Nomura, who of course is working on FF Seven Remake, um rebirth <laughs> that sound grovelly. uh this is translated from a uh, famitsu uh there won't be there won't be any new no there won't be any locations from the original game cut in the remake however due to the structure of remake being multiple games there will be a slight change in the order of places you visit but no location will be cut we know some fans are worried that because it's going to be finished in three games, 
Some are worried things might get cut or shortened, but nothing will be cut or shortened. Um, also included is the info that it's a trilogy because although they initially had some ideas about only having two games, the workload of the first game put into perspective how much effort it would take to try and include the rest of the original game. So they ultimately went with making a trilogy, which, um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've, uh, talked about that specifically before, but that's definitely a good choice. I think a trilogy is a pretty concise, um, way to tackle it considering the ambition they have for it, for this, this trilogy, uh, you know, in comparison to the original, uh, IP. So yes, yes, no compromises, no cut, no cut content. Looking at you, uh, Capcom, which you're, um, cutting clock tower, making nemesis, just a, a former piece of himself, <sighs> but I digress. I digress. This is not an opportunity to, to, to dog on Capcom. Let me stop. But, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Considering how, at least it seems like the game is going to go. They're definitely going to take some interesting look. Uh, I just love the, just the potential is like it, of the familiarity, but the unfamiliarity, just the, the fact that the game is being remade, but it won't be the, exactly the same as we think, but it will technically be familiar, but be reimagined in a lot of ways. Ugh, I can't wait. Ugh. Give me all, give me, give me rebirth, right? I want to be reborn right now. I want to be, be reborn, reborn right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do it. Now, now I'm motivated. motivated. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Let me stop. Uh, moving on. Okay. God of War Ragnarok, the, 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 the craze, the, the craziness, the, the, uh, abuse, the, the pestering of, de of doubt, the, the development team for the game, which is really not cool by the way. Um, finally can now be put to an end because, uh, we finally got the release date for God of War Ragnarok. Uh, which is coming to PlayStation five and for November 9th, 2022. So, uh, it, uh, appeased a lot of our suspicion. Um, well, I don't know. I was on the boat that I didn't think the game was going to come out this year, but it looks like that is not the case. It actually is coming out this year. So, um, glory be glory be to all. <laughs> Glory be to all you see. I don't know. I don't know. Um, God of War, man, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, they also revealed the collector's edition, which uh, includes uh, the dope ass uh, Mjolnir, 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 Mjolnir. <laughs> I don't know why I have difficulty pronouncing that. Mjolnir, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. 
You know what I mean. Um, hey, the, my fingers, my fingers want to touch it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I, I want to touch it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, take that. Take that for what you will. But uh, hey, it is looking real good. Um, I'm very hyped though. Best believe. <sighs> God of War. Ragnarok. Be yelling, boy, throwing the axe. Just, just feeling like a dad. I'm ready. I'm so ready. I'm, I'm very ready. Um, moving on. Making, making good progress actually. Like a rapid fire. Um, speaking of announcements, uh, we also got uh, Bayonetta three finally getting a release date as well, October twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Yet another game coming out this year. Um, yes, saw the new trailer they had. Yes, give me all of it. Give me Bayonetta with all the sexiness, you know, uh, twerking while shooting, shooting, shooting her feet out, shooting with her feet. <laughs> twerking while shooting with her toes out. Um, it's, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time. I do love in the trailer they showed, um, ah, what did they call the, there was a mode specifically, I guess like a, uh, E for everyone mode for like, <laughs> I guess if, if you're seven years old and play this game, I guess I don't, I don't, well, I mean, you know, Hey, Hey, you, you, the parent, you should know what your kids are playing. But I digress. Um, I forgot what they called it. They called it some. Let me look it up. Bayonetta three. <laughs> like no booty mode. Yeah, no, that's not it. Uh, naive angel mode. Yeah, naive angel mode is like a sensor mode. So like. You know, Bayonetta won't be naked when she does her wicked weaves and stuff like that. So, hey, giving options for the kids if they want to play. It's pretty, pretty awesome, though. Got it. Got to respect it. I mean, you shouldn't <laughs> if you if you are of age. But hey, for people that aren't, they can still play. And then they revealed uh this fucking <laughs> This, uh, this Virgil looking, uh, female Virgil looking, um, uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm motivated. Uh, I don't know. I forgot her name, but she looks cool though. She looks like her gameplay would be tight. Um, they showed Jean, they showed the dude with the hat. I guess that could be multiple people, but. Uh, I forgot his name. It was, it was fun. It was fun. It was a good time. I'm ready to have another good time yet again. See Bayonetta, you know, just, just, just acting up, acting up in the, in the best way, you know, in the best way, in the best way. Love it. Moving on. Uh, PlayStation, uh, announced a new incentive slash loyalty program. 
uh, called PlayStation Stars. PlayStation Stars. Oh my. Why does it? Why did it modulate like that? But anyway, PlayStation Stars. Um, free to join. Uh, get rewards by completing campaigns, activities, and trophies, uh, etc. Uh, loyalty points can be redeemed for PSN wallet funds, for example. Uh, digital collectibles include iconic characters from games and other forms of entertainment. Uh, confirm they are not NFTs. Uh, that's yeah, it's good. That's good to know. Uh, launching later this year, uh, PS Plus subscribers will earn additional points to spend in the PS Store. Uh, redeemable are standalone games, DLCs, and collectibles, plus more in the future. Monthly check-in campaign and a unique special reward for the first player to get a platinum in their region. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. I'll probably never do any of this. Uh, maybe I might. I might. Uh, seems pretty standard, I guess. Um, it is cool though. I guess at least I have something to at least get something for your countless life uh, being put into uh, their ecosystem. At least it's good to get some payoff. So better late than never for sure. I I, I, I do, uh, I approve. So I guess we'll see how lucrative or worthwhile it is when it uh, is out in the wild. But it seems, at least on the surface, uh, interesting enough. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm not sure when it technically releases or if it has released. Doesn't seem to be a date. Let me look. Looking, uh, yeah, it does not seem to be, yeah, they didn't give a date. So it's at least launching eventually, but hey, pretty cool. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Moving on. Um, Discord voice chat. Finally. Finally. <laughs> I hate it. Is coming to Xbox. Yes. Great day. It's a wonderful day. Finally, we get Discord voice chat coming to Xbox. So um, essentially what this means is that literally you can uh, chat with, you know, all your Discord groups and buddies uh, within the Xbox interface without having to, you know, uh, at least the most useful cases, at least I know when I'm playing people on Discord, um, I have to use my phone app and have that connected to my headset, which is convenient enough, really. But the fact that this is integrated inside the console itself does um, alleviate the need for me to use it via my phone and cut off a like avenue for audio that I use otherwise for something else. Um, but yeah, and of course, one of the obvious essential great uses of this is, you know, playing multi um cross-platform games with other people like uh obviously the the most practical scenario at least as 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 of now is playing with a buddy on pc and you know for example playing fortnite 
you can all team up on discord and chat in uh your little group and you know just play like you normally would but with the added functionality of uh you know and simplicity of just playing streamlined through discord um on your directly on the console which is a wonderful thing and at least looks to be an indication of the future the future i called it i said we're 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 eventually gonna get uh integrated voice chat in discord look look what we got here i am i don't do readings i am psychic i know but let me stop but uh hopefully playstation can follow suit and i think that'll be uh, hell even even Nintendo, even though it would be awkward or because of their already integrated or proposed voice chat, which is to just use your phone basically. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good step. One large step for, um, fuck <laughs> one large step for, uh, universal play one large step for a better world. I don't know. That's maybe that's too ambitious. <laughs> it probably would be the opposite. Well, I don't know. Playing with your friends though, you know, Hey, um, love to see it though. Love to love to see it. So hopefully PlayStation don't look, don't look stupid now. Oh yeah. And that's the funny thing too. Cause I think PlayStation bought discord. So yeah, I think that would, uh, I think PlayStation, I'm pretty sure PlayStation. Let me look that up. Pretty sure it was either that or some exclusive relationship. Yeah, Sony acquired a stake in Discord last year and official integration is rolling out for PlayStation owners throughout the US back in May 2021. Okay. So, I mean, still pretty substantial. It it's an it's a partnership for sure. So, yeah, the potential is definitely there for sure. For sure. Uh, moving on. Um, Rockstar remasters on hold. Um, so, uh, <laughs> due to the, the outcry and poor reception of the, at least the GTA, uh, remaster collection when it initially came out, it looks to be in much better shape now, but, uh, nonetheless, um, it looks like rockstar is not moving forward with uh, red dead redemption and GTA four remasters. Um, presumably due to the GTA trilogy definitive edition, poor reception, which understandably makes sense because of just, that was a pretty, pretty bad experience all around. Um, but like I said, it seems like the game is in better shape from what I've heard. Um, so that's at least good, but, who knows? Maybe we'll get it down the road. And I think at least with G with both GTA four and red dead redemption, I mean, you can play them kind of loosely remastered, uh, because they were upgraded. They got the Xbox series upgrades, uh, where they look much better. 
um, perform way better. I'm pretty sure, at least for GTA 4, I'm not sure about Red Dead Redemption 1. I think Red Dead Redemption 1 is 4K now on the Series X. Um, I'm not sure about the frame rate though, but um, I'd say that's that's just as good if a uh, pretty decent constellation either way, um, at least for now. I mean, to remake, well, I guess remaster keyword, um, which isn't essentially to remake it anyway, but I don't think they really, I wasn't clamoring for it. Maybe Red Dead Redemption 1 more than anything, but the GTA 4, I think is still in good shape either way, but that's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I'm not losing sleep over it. I know that much. I know that much. Um, but in line with that, or in lieu, shall I say, um, we did get recently more details regarding Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, at least the rumor on the street is, um, I think via Bloomberg, AKA Jason Schreier, um, that the game will include, uh, will, will be a female protagonist. This is a quote from the article. Uh, there will be a female protagonist. The game will feature a, a playable female protagonist for the first time, according to people familiar with the matter. The woman is Latina and will be one of a pair of leading characters in a story influenced by the bank robbers, Bonnie and Clyde. Developers are also being cautious not to punch down by making jokes about marginalized groups. The people said in contrast with previous Grand Theft Auto games, uh, the new map is a fictionalized Miami, but will update over time. So I'm assuming essentially literally Vice City. Uh, the game's new map is now focused on a fictional version of Miami and its surrounding areas. Rockstar's plan is to continually update the game over time, adding new missions and cities on a regular basis, which leadership hopes will lead to less crunch during the game's final months. Um, a lot, a lot to dissect there. At least first off, the female protagonist I'm all for that. Um, that I think that would be a cool, new, interesting angle to see, um, you know, a new protagonist we've not seen before, uh, at least going from a female's perspective. Um, and at least I think of all people that could do it, it's definitely Rockstar. I mean, they were successful, at least having one of the least more notable black protagonists in, uh, you know, uh, San Andreas, which I think um, they pulled off very well. Uh, Nico Bellic, um, in, uh, GTA four, I think he was a pretty dope character as well in terms of, a a new angle of, uh, a protagonist that we haven't seen before. And I think they'll probably be able to do it again with, um, a Latina protagonist. I'm curious if it might be Catalina or I guess it technically isn't because this timeline is separate from the older GTAs like uh, three Vice City and San Andreas, that is a separate timeline. So it technically would be either way a new, a new opportunity. But the fact that it's Latina, I'm guessing they might uh, hark, uh, go strong on the, go strong on the the Cuban vibe maybe in terms of uh, getting that perspective of a character and then maybe going that way, which I think would be pretty dope. Um, to kind of see, get that angle, uh, in this type, this type of game. Um, yeah, I'm down Bonnie and Clyde. That, that sounds pretty dope. 
I'm curious how they're going to do it. Maybe they might do the character switching where it'll, you can maybe instead of three, it'd just be the two, which might make it more focused, more contained. Um, that could potentially work very well. I think, um, if anybody could do it, definitely rockstar uh, for sure. Um, I like the fact that it will update over time. Cause, uh, yeah, <laughs> GTA online is any indication. Um, yeah, that's they, of course they've had their substantial updates like, uh, like the periodical heist updates, some of the other miscellaneous updates like a uh, nightclub update and all that. But, uh, I don't know. I think, I think it would have been more substantial if it was like an added new location added to the game, like they're at least proposing here, which I think will definitely work better in the long run. Like kind of similar to like the ballad of gay Tony. Oh, it wasn't necessarily new locations. It was just more new missions in like a new plot story characters. But I think that is just as good, but it seems like they're kind of going to do all that add new characters, new missions and new locations, uh, within the game over time, which I think is probably a smart move. I think it's the smart move all around. Um, I'm curious what they're going to do. Vice city going back to Miami. It makes sense. They already got the template. That's the only other game they haven't done yet or kind of re reinvented or reinvigorated. And I think it'll give them more potential to kind of tone things down. Well, not, mm, not necessarily be too ambitious, but then again, they said, I think they said the location is, is huge, even bigger than five, like just off the launch. So that is going to be, uh, it's going to be very fun to see. I'm clamoring for GTA, a new GTA for sure. It's what it's been like. Jesus. 20 came out in 2013. That's like what in eight years, almost, almost a decade without a new, a new Grand Theft Auto game. It's time. It's time. But yeah, it looks like all, all hands are on deck for focusing on GTA six. So, um, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. I can't wait. And moving on, uh, out of nowhere, PlayStation, um, announced, uh, this was like last week. Um, they announced 1440 P, uh, HDMI video output which has been a highly, I would, I would think a highly requested feature for a lot of folks, especially, uh, gamers that just traditionally play on their monitors, which I think probably most popularly popularly are 1440 P in resolution nowadays, if not 4k for 1440 P, um, which, uh, I think a lot of people are missing out on, but now, uh, we're actually getting some of that action and it, it seemed like PlayStation wasn't going to implement it at all, but then just out of nowhere, they're implementing it now, which is pretty damn dope. Um, I think one caveat they did mention, or at least that was discovered is that 1440 P, uh, will not let you use VRR. So if you are playing in 1440 P, you can't use VR if your monitor will likely your monitor more than likely will support it to some extent, depending of course, but um, that is definitely a standout. 
Uh, I think I heard of game lists where it seems like it, it seems like what we want, but it seems to be like, not what we want a hundred percent. It's like, they're like not a hundred percent there. Like, uh, basically you can, you know, compile and make game folders and lists, but you can only do it in a sub menu, which kind of defeats the whole purpose in my opinion. Uh, you know, compared to like PlayStation four, which had the same functionality, uh, not, not the exact same, well, at least the more ideal functionality where the folders were actually, um, at the forefront and you, you know, can easily, uh, access them that way. Um, which it does not seem like it's going to be the case here, but, uh, then new PS five user interface enhancements and social features. Um, those are definitely the highlights, but yeah, 1440p definitely the big highlight. And I think another un unrecognized dope feature is that, uh, this will let you play, uh, high games at high frame rates, um, outside of 4k and 1080p, which I think, you know, a lot of people are climbing for, especially those with monitors that more than likely has that capability. Cause at least a lot of 1440p monitors nowadays do have that functionality of having, um, uh, high frame rates. Uh, more often than not. So pretty good all around. I did, I did get the beta invite as well. Um, I've yet to test it since I've literally not touched my console to play, um, since, uh, moving here. So, um, yeah, I definitely plan to, uh, test it out. I'll definitely share my thoughts and experience with it as well. Have no fear. Um, but yeah, 1440 P baby. Fourteen forty P baby. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I just felt compelled to. Um Yeah. Yeah. And with that being said, that will conclude the news for this week or technically month <laughs> since I've been been out of commission, but man, I'm very, I'm very proud of myself. That was, did that in record time. I thought that was going to be way longer than I thought, but I think because I was cognizant of the volume of uh, topics to catch up on that might've, that might've did it anyway, let's get into what I've been playing, which, um, man, it's, it's not been much, uh, before I moved, I managed to get a little bit in here and there, um, during, during the move, but Yeah. So first off, Resident Evil three, uh, played the PS five upgrade version, um, updated version where it was essentially, um, the, the new upgrade visual upgrades, um, to better utilize the power of the PS five. Pretty cool. I mean, you know, Resident Evil three, that's <laughs> pretty much it. Um, felt good. Felt pretty good, felt pretty decent, you know. So I guess it's hard to have any memory considering that like the game is so short and could have been longer if they actually put some of the content that was originally that was in the original game. But I digress. I digress. Fun nonetheless. Um enjoyed it. Pretty as hell. Jill getting, getting, um, Jill, the throat goat, getting, um, getting the bug. 
I, I wonder, I'm, I'm very curious who put that in the game. That is, that is such a weird, why, who, somebody, somebody had some, some type of fetish. I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, fun experience either way. Um, also, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. I'm not sure if I've mentioned playing it before. Either way, um, finally played Shredder's Revenge. Fun as hell. Fun as hell. Um, it took me back to the to the good old days playing the Ninja Turtles games growing up. Loving the Ninja, Ninja Turtles in general. Uh, playing Ninja Turtles 2. Uh, is it Secret of the Ooze, I think? playing that tape just until to oblivion. Um, yeah, this also took me back. Uh, wonderful game. I think it did everything it needed to, um, had all the characters I wanted personally. Uh, they definitely leave, leave room for more in terms of adding more characters or maybe doing something like the Mr. X expansion, maybe having a, a little little update with uh, maybe a couple more characters, more content levels or something like that would be pretty damn dope. But it really captures the essence of Ninja Turtles back in the day, which I think I think it spoke to a lot of us. I think it it uh, sold like one million copies, um, I think, to date or something like that. So it's definitely way on its way uh, in terms of success for sure. Um, but yeah, really fun game, a lot of content. Uh, the combat is actually good. The little minute, uh, uh, details that they added to make the game even more fun and engaging is, uh, pretty damn awesome. Highly recommend it, especially if you're a Ninja Turtles fan, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to, uh, to play this. So fun ass game so fun ninja turtles shredder's revenge deep breath just a minute <laughs> that'll stick in your head when you play it trust <laughs> uh shout out to my wife friend <laughs> brendan any comments any any comments <laughs> oh yeah i forgot april is pretty dope in this game man uh, just the, the engine, the, the creativity, they, 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 they really nailed it with all these characters. Ah, wonderful game. Wonderful game. Any, any comments? Uh, moving on. Neon white fun ass game. Let me tell you. I was playing, played, uh, played majority of it on a PC. Then, uh, this was, this was like within the transition of me moving, played a ton of it on PC, actually played a fair amount. Uh, I actually finished it on the steam deck. Um, and that was it essentially, but fun as hell game. Uh, how would I describe neon white? Neon white is like a, a first person platformer. A first person, if Hot Miami, if <laughs> Hot Miami, wow, Hot Miami, if Hot Miami was a first person shooter, it would be Neon White. 
Yeah, I think that's the best accurate description where it's just high speed, quick, uh, quick gameplay um, and mixed in with a lot of trial and error. Um, but just just the, the loop is very fulfilling for sure. Um, after beating the game, you do unlock like a speed run mode where you essentially um, because in the traditional game, it's a lot of uh, story in between missions. Um, but at least with speed remote, you could just run through it level to level, which I think is going to be pretty fun, which I, I do see myself doing at some point, um, uh, shouts out to the, to the, to the fucking con, uh, the fucking soundtrack is, it is so good, man. Uh, definitely in the running for like my favorite top, top favorite, favorite, top, top, top favorite (laughs) soundtracks of the year. Ah, that the soundtrack resonated with me so much. Uh, somebody who likes techno house, it is, uh, it it spoke to me on so many levels. So if you are into that, into those genres, highly recommend neon white, just the, the game oozes so much style. I get like, uh, a, um, Suda 51 vibe slightly. It just oozes like personality and style. I just, it's hard to describe. It just evokes just style, which I, I, I like, I like a lot. Um, the, the combat, the, um, gradual additions of cards. So essentially when you navigate through the level, you, um, get these cards, which gives you, uh, weapons and, uh, each card has different attributes. Like some you can uh, drop and they'll make you jump, do a double jump, or they'll, I think you, if you drop them, they'll like create a bomb for you to be launched off of. And, um, one that like shoot, you can do a rocket jump in kind of the same manner of a double jump, but you have to shoot a surface and be close to said surface. So it has a lot of, uh, little, little, um, attributes to each card, which when you combine them all in like the level layout and stuff like that, it makes for a very, very engaging, uh, fun, like puzzle type vibe, which I thoroughly in- enjoy all of this while you jam into a, a machine girls, uh, house fucking soundtrack. Magnifique. Magnifique is magnifique. Let me tell you. Mm. Chef, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. Um, but yeah, <laughs> in a nutshell, that's neon white. I feel like if I describe it anymore, we'll kind of do it an injustice really. Um, I, it's really one of those games you have to play to kind of get a feel for, but at least for kind of the game it is, it's, it's very good. It's very good. I'll probably currently I'll probably put in my top five as of now in terms of games I played for the year so far, for sure. Definitely going to win a lot of indie indie best indie game of the year awards for sure. I would be shocked if it didn't, but, um, man, if you, if you, if that sounds re- even remotely interesting to you, highly recommend you play neon white gets my stamp of approval. And with that being said, that concludes all I've been playing well within the month. Uh, Oh, wait a second. I forgot. I totally forgot. Totally forgot to include it. Glad I remembered right now. Uh, 
lied. That did not that does not conclude it. Also, while I was uh at least in somewhat better shape to uh be a functioning hum <laughs> human post COVID, um I did also play um Monster on the Rise. Uh I did uh much to my uh my disdain, I did uh play uh <laughs> pretty much started PC all over again, uh, like a fresh start. Um yeah, I I basically put my tail between my legs and pretty much replay PC, replay the game through PC uh in order to catch up to the new Sunbreak content. Uh, which I managed to do surprisingly. I'm surprised actually it seemed it was much faster than I anticipated, which I'm totally fine with. Um, uh, I, I definitely salute all the pe people I connected to like late in the game, which I think definitely expedited a lot of the time being spent playing the game. So if you, if you, um, are lucky enough, really, if you join, if you just mainly join people's games, um, more often than not, at least in my experience, I was able to join, uh, people's matches mid game. And <laughs> it was literally one example too. Like I joined a game, uh, you know, uh, somebody else's game and literally like five, two seconds after I joined, uh, it was like quest completed. I'm like, Oh, all right, cool. I think it was like a, a urgent quest in and of itself as well, which is, uh, I was like, I'll take it I already you Capcom. You robbed me of, uh, all of my already earned hard earned, uh, time. What? 200 hours in the, into the, uh, original game on switch. Hey, I'm taking whatever I can, any shortcuts you going to give me, I'm going to take them. You hear me? You hear me Capcom? I don't give a damn. You should have, you should have let, let us transfer our data from switch to PC, but yet you did not, which whose fault is that yours, yours loyal, loyal, loyal monster hunter fan. And this is how, this is how you treat me. Let me stop. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, managed to get, uh, to the new content. I actually didn't get a chance. <laughs> ironically enough, I didn't get a chance to, um, play much of the new content necessarily. I actually, after I got to the new content, I just pretty much caught up with the old stuff in terms of doing essential quests, unlocking the Argosy, um, uh, trade slots, minuscule stuff like that. Um, one thing I will say though, that I do really like is the addition of the, uh, switch skills. Um, or I, f I forgot what they call, it. I think they call it switch skills where, Basically you can switch between two modes, uh, mid game, uh, during, you know, during a hunt when otherwise before the DLC, you would have to, um, you can only, I think you only do it at your, you'd have to go back to, uh, the home base in the map and then switch it that way. But now you can do it on the fly. I think left trigger left trigger X, Y, and B or something like that. And you do it on a the fly. Then you can also cancel out of it by doing an invade. It gets, it can get really nasty. 
in a, in a good way. It could get really nasty in a good way. Um, which I think definitely expands upon the game way gameplay. It, it definitely gives it a, um, monster hunter generations type vibe for sure. And in, in regards to, uh, just the flexibility of your moves and, you know, seeing an opportunity to do something, but knowing that you can, you have the, the capability of both of all technically all your arts. Cause you can allocate certain attributes that you otherwise would get like in the main game to like art one or art two, and then you can switch to either or, and of course, you know, find that hidden mix that like, you know, uh, certain attributes synergize with other ones and things like that. So thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, especially with the great sword, uh, the great sword had some new switch skills that you unlock. And after unlocking those, I'm loving the great sword even more. Now, actually I was, uh, at least in the main game, I was like hunting horn mainly with probably great sword being second, but now I think that's kind of going to switch. We'll see. We'll see considering like, um, considering I haven't really messed with the hunting horn abilities yet. I think I dabbled in the training room a bit to see what they were like, but outside of that, haven't necessarily fully practiced that out within the, um, within the, uh, the game itself at least. So, uh, but yeah, overall, at least from what I played so far, I'm really digging it, really digging a new locale. Um, yeah, overall pretty satisfied. Haven't played any of the big major monsters. Haven't, haven't unlocked some of the, I think there's a, I believe there's even more switch skills you can unlock when you get to a certain point, uh, within progress, um, which is cool. Uh, master rank is brought back. I'm pretty sure that was in monster hunter world. Yeah, I know that was in Monster Hunter World. So, yeah, I'm curious if they cut some of the like placeholder content um, because of the Sunbreak content, at least as somebody who played it, played this game all over again. It seems like they cut some of that out or maybe it's restricted to your uh, Hunter rank level, um, which I think I'm like 50 currently. I think I was like a hundred something maybe on a uh, switch, but like I said, man, progress is really, really quick, surprisingly quick, quicker than I thought, which, um, that, that, that went a long way. So I'm digging it, digging monster hunter rise on PC. Of course I was able to do all this in buttery 4k, 120, 20 Hertz it was so beautiful. Huh? It was so beautiful. It, yeah, low key. Uh, in my back of my head, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty worth it. This is pretty worth it. So, alas. Um, that concludes uh all of what I've been playing for the past what month or so. Skin on what I've been watching. Uh, Obi Wan saw all of Obi-Wan. Um, I have mixed feelings. I'm not going to get into spoilers. I don't really think it's worth it really. But, um, if you're a fan of star Wars, yeah, it, 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 it's some weird liberties, but I mean, it was, it was definitely some good, good aspects too. Uh, it was all right. It was all right. Like after everything, after all the dust has settled, 
it was alright. I'm not, oh, oh my god, Star Wars, but then, excuse me, you gotta take into account, like, I'm not, I don't consider myself a huge Star Wars fan, I, I, but I, I do consider myself a fan. I'm not the, the biggest Star Wars fan, but at least with that in mind, I, I, I did at least still enjoy it, but it was okay. It was after everything said and done, it was okay. It was okay. It didn't, it didn't knock my socks off. My socks came off a little bit. That's it. <laughs> they came off slightly. They came off slightly. Um, also watched Miss Marvel. Um, finished it all. Um, have to say as a whole, uh, yeah, definitely had a slow start. But then afterward, uh, I think it started to pick up and then I started to get into it towards the end. Uh, definitely look forward to the continuation of the story in the Marvels or miss the, I think it's the Marvels coming out, I think next year. Um, I was satisfied with it. Yeah. After everything was said and done, I feel like they did what they needed to do. So, um, The Boys. Who the boys? The boys season three. Of course, saw all of the rest of this season. Man. Man. It's really good. It was very good. Very, very good. Um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was it was pretty good. Uh, I, I will say towards the end, it felt like a little bit of a cop out in terms of the plot. Uh, I won't get into that specifically, but towards the end, I felt like it felt very cop out, very cop out to me personally. That's probably my only one gripe with the, with the season was the stakes, the stakes were high, but I don't feel like I didn't feel like that, that, that fully like stuck towards the end. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of wanted more. I wanted more punishment, more consequences towards the season, considering the nature of the show, especially, but we'll see. We'll see what happens in season four, but I'm looking forward to it. Nonetheless. Um, oh boy. Oh boy. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. <sighs> Let's get into it. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil, uh, the Netflix TV series. I unfortunately watched it all. A part of me gave up in, in, in episode three, but the other part with me, uh, part of me was like, I'm sick as hell from COVID. I was, I was, uh, I had COVID at the time. I'm like, ah, I ain't got nothing else to do. Let me fuck it. Let's just watch it. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was not great. It's so much to d just die, d eviscerate with this series. Uh, first off, 
Okay, Lance Riddick as Wesker. I don't know. I I personally wasn't feeling it. I kind of I I feel like it's some characters you can't necessarily racial gender swap. I feel like Wesker is one of those characters. I don't know. I mean, I, I Lance Riddick was good in terms of for what he did, but I don't know. Just just growing my my envisionment of Wesker as a character, I feel like that is something only a white a white male could do specifically in that that scenario. <sighs> Which is fine. It's like okay. But man, I, I'm I'm gonna spoil this because I, I don't recommend you watch it anyway. But um so spoilers for Resident Evil if you care, I guess. But yeah, then then what uh it's so much to just dissect in a bad way that it's hard to even begin, but we'll focus on Wesker. So Wesker is basically he made clones of himself, which isn't necessarily accurate. And I guess that's that's probably my overall biggest gripe with Resident Evil, this TV series specifically is them deviating too far off the original source material, which literally almost all the Resident Evil uh, content that's come out has done, which I think is irritating to the core. I just want one piece of Resident Evil content to just stick to the source material material as much as possible, which yet again, another IP that does uh, not uh, done it. I, I give credit to welcome to raccoon city. That's probably maybe one of the, one of the highlights to an extent of the show is that they were definitely by far the closest to sticking to the, uh, source material than any other, any other of the resident evil content, at least specifically, uh, you know, the horrible Paul W S Anderson, what seven movies, September, Subtilogy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but either way, Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, I think that's my biggest gripe. They really butchered too much of the original source material and tried to splice it in their own thing, which I think in some in, in some respects does just does not work depending on the material. So like you're trying to attract well, one gamers who have uh, um, and a, uh, uh, attachment to the series growing up and then trying to get people who've never watched or heard of resident evil, which that kind of pisses me off even more, uh, when I think about it that way. Cause it's like, now you got people watching resident evil for their first time ever being this TV series. And this is in no way, shape or form, uh, that faithful to the original source material. And people are going to have at least horrible first impressions, in my opinion, uh, of this being associated with the games, which is very unfortunate when I think about it in that light. But it is what it is, man. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um. So, yeah, so you got Wesker uh, being black and then he had clones. And, uh, which are the daughters 
um, which they're they're basically the main characters of the of the show. And then Wesker come to find out he uses a he only made them to use take their blood, which their blood basically keeps him alive, uh, more or less. Um, and then, you know, they actually, so there's actually the original Wesker running out there. And then there was multiple clones, like I said earlier, then they show quote unquote, the real Wesker and it's the black suit. And then uh, he got the Afro cause he's bald. Otherwise, uh, it was not working for me at all, man. He just looked like a, like a ripoff blade, man. Ugh. 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 Not a fan, not a fan, man. Not a fan. Ah, and then it's just other stuff. I'll give them credit with, the. Uh, the BOW. So like they had the liquor in there, which I think they did a pretty good job of represent rep- representing him and the Cerberus dog. Um, outside of that, you know, he got the big alligator from two. Um, outside of that though, ugh, no, thank you. No, thank you. And then, uh, I think the sad part is they're probably going to get a season two, especially how it ended. Uh, I just, I don't like it at all. I really don't. I really don't. Uh, especially as a, as a huge resident evil fan, I was very just, just disappointed. Then, then they put in a, they put in a master of unlocking reference. Ugh, in the most annoying way, they some character that's not even associated. Uh, um, well, I am a master of unlocking. Ugh, horrible. Ugh, I'm getting heated just talking about it. But um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Would not recommend this show to anybody, really not good. It's not good, man. It's not good. <sighs> it really wasn't. Ugh. Anyway, moving on. Have to move on. Um. Also watched Stranger Things, Stranger Things Volume 2. Uh, finally, after a 30 month, 30 day excruciating wait, they finally dropped, I think, was it the last two episodes or was it just one single big episode? I think it was two episodes, the last two, um, of this volume four season, which I really am not a fan of this, this cadence, just either let me binge it all, or even though I don't personally like it, I can understand it. Just give us the weekly, weekly drip of, of, of episodes. Cause the fact that like, I literally binged through all of season four and then it was like, oh, oh, which, the, which was a pretty satisfying reveal. I'll give him, I'll give him that. But then like, oh, oh, wait, 30, 30 more days though. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in, I'm at the edge of my seat. I'm like, what? No, no. I'm. I feel so unfulfilled. Ugh. 
man, that was that. I did not like that at all. Don't make don't make me wait 30 days. Don't make me wait 30 days. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just give me it all. Give me give me nothing or give me it all. <sighs> anyway, the, the last episodes were really good, though. Thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything. It was definitely some. Uh, some emotions for sure. Uh, I definitely felt some emotions for sure. Um, but I think, uh, overall, Hey, they acted their ass off. They, 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 they was going for them Oscars. Cause man, if they don't get, if nobody don't get any of them, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a little upset. I really am. But, um, they acted their ass off that, that whole crew, some good television. Let me tell you stranger things. Season four solid, very solid, thoroughly enjoyed it. Who very good. Yeah. Without spoiling anything. Very, very good. Yes. Yes. Um, also, and I guess finally, also watched, uh, Nope. Uh, the one big movie that dropped, uh, the third movie of the, uh, uh, Jordan Peele collection, um, which is very, uh, compared to the, to his previous work. This is definitely in my opinion, the weakest of the three, uh, the other two being get out of course. And, uh, us, um, yeah, this was definitely the weakest movie in my opinion. Um, I, I, at least after, you know, after movie was done and like kind of doing some research, of course, at least the, one of the nerdy things I do is like after a big movie or whatever, I like to dissect and divulge maybe like, uh, what is it? Ruminate on stuff. I've, I may have missed or maybe not noticed and like maybe, uh, get another take and see maybe if I, get a more fonder uh, appreciation of the, the, the movie or whatever. Um, which it definitely had a lot of stuff that went over my head at the time, but you know, makes sense after, you know, seeing it again, well, not seeing it again, but, uh, researching some of the, the messaging in the, in the movie. Um, yeah. I don't know outside of that. It was Yeah, it's like it had some highlights for sure, of course. But as a whole, after like the credits rolled, I was like uh mm, I guess I suppose I don't it was okay. It just, I felt, I felt very unfulfilled after, after the credits rolled, which I think a lot of it goes to the, the unknown threat in the movie, which I guess minor spoilers. I'm not really trying to spoil it, but, um, I feel like we didn't know enough of what the threat was, which I think would have helped more in terms of, um, 
I don't know, getting a better understanding of the movie as a whole, which I think is one of the issues with the movie. Um, I feel like I think the balance of keeping that creature unknown um, can work in your disadvantage, which I think is what they did in this movie. I feel like they could have gave a little bit more back story or hints about what this creature is that I think would have helped a bit more in terms of instilling fear, actually more so than what was presented to us, you know? So that's probably my, my, one of my biggest gripes. It was some stuff that I didn't really feel really had meaning or was worth like evoking into this that, um, I had some issues with, but, um, yeah, overall I just was not, it was not as good as, as his other movies was not as good as get out. Get out was definitely still by far one of the best, one of the best movies he's made for sure. But uh, I appreciate the message he was trying to evoke, though, at least after researching it and whatnot. But <sighs> nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, I did catch finally. had to type it in just to be sure. Um, everything everywhere all at once. I actually, uh, got to see it, see the theatrical release. Let me see here. Hold on. Edit in as we speak. Cause I don't want to forget. Don't want to forget. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once, um, which was a pretty, pretty, pretty interesting movie. It's uh, it's crazy. I hear like the rumors that like this movie it does the multiverse better than like the Marvel movies. Which after seeing, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it pretty much does. <laughs> it definitely does. Um, yeah, it definitely does handle it in a very awesome way. The payoff is really nice and sweet. Um. I'm really glad I saw it. It was a very, very fun movie. Um, very, very fun. Oh, some of the stuff in that movie. Yeah, man. Um, I didn't know what to expect going into it actually. And, um, I'm, I was very, very pleasantly surprised for sure. Highly recommend it. Um, I now know what the fuss is about. I'm now in the zeitgeist cause that was, that was killing me at some point where everybody was talking about it and I didn't have no clue of the movie. So, wonderful wonderful movie um yeah and with that being said i think that will do it that will conclude episode 159 of switches sites um if you did enjoy this podcast feel free to like rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms them five stars are greatly appreciated. Uh, you can catch me record this live on Twitch TV slash a switch. You can also catch the archive on youtube.com slash a switch as well. Uh, and until next time, y'all I'm back. Um, fuck, feel free to fuck, <laughs> get your damn game on. Aww.
yeah. Nobody's safe.